Welcome to Pete and Hannah's Watchlist. I'm your host, Pete Mitchell, and we're here today for We Interrupt Regular Programming, our TV podcast. We're going to talk today about episode one of True Detective Night Country, and we're going to recap the season finale of Jack Reacher season two. But before we begin, I'm going to tell the viewers and the listeners what they should do. Hit the notification button or click subscribe or click follow and you'll get great content like this one don't forget we have the afi top podcast this week and it is goodfellas and we'll have what's next our movie review show where we're going to review iron claw all of us strangers and priscilla and then we'll top off the week with um, movie news and that will contain the nominations for this year's Oscars. So a big week for Pete and Hannah's watch list. Let's get on to the show. And we're going to review season season four, episode one of uh, True Detective. It's the Night Country. It is starring the great Jodie Foster, Academy Award winner for... Uh, the Accused, and also Silence of the Lambs. And she's really chal- uh, channeling her Silence of the Lambs character of Clary Starling. And she's playing a chief of police in the great state of Alaska. The show starts off with the last sunset of before it goes dark uh, for a few months or a month. And it's the last day of the year. And it uh, sits with the, a guy with a reindeer or deers in the scope. And then something happens and it spooks the deers and they run off the cliff. And then we go forward to a research centre. And, you know, just it looks like a normal research centre. There's some guys doing laundry, some guys watching Ferris Bueller. And then suddenly this guy lets out, he's shaking, uh, lets out a shriek, uh, turns around to a guy, and then we go into the credits Uh, this one is made by Issa Lopez she's the um, creator of this season and uh, the showrunner and she directed the first episode Uh, executive producers uh, Jodie Foster uh, the Nick Polinteri who's who's the original creator of True Detective Uh, and then you've got Woody House and and, uh, Matthew McConaughey Uh, Barry Jenkins is also um, working on this show as well we go from the credits, which is pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool credits, uh, set in the dark with like red writing. It gives like the uh, the credits and also the research, and it gives like the thing vibes, which is um, John Carpenter movie. Uh, then we go to uh, a cannery, a seafood place with like the fresh crab, a state trooper uh, who's Navarro. Is going to be one of the main characters of this season. She is there to halt a domestic violence sort of situation going. Someone's on the ground. Someone's hit them over the head with a bucket. Someone's there with a black eye. A lady's there with a black eye. Would you like to press charges? The guy wakes up and Navarro has to put the herd on him and then puts him in the back of the car. But it gets interrupted by a phone call and you don't know what that phone call is. And then we go back to the research centre and you get introduced to... John Hawkes, who uh, is playing the ex-chief of police, and you get uh, Jodie Foster, who is playing the current chief of police, which is um, Danvers, 
And they're there and uh, they, like, you can see that the others are sort of, don't know what they're sort of doing. And Danvers goes, well, you know, we need to get the alert going here. We need to get a helicopter to search for these people because they've been gone for a while. And then and John Hawks' character, the ex-chief of police, he says, how do you know that? And then she just rattles off all these clues. Uh, she does, she's not a big fan of the Beatles because um, Ferris Bueller's playing on loop um, over and over again. At this stage... You don't know much about the characters, but you're seeing clues of what happened to these researchers. So they've gone missing. Uh, it's, it's unclear how many are there, but like there seem to be more than six that were in the research centre that you sort of get introduced to at the start. Then we go back. We get to this weird scene where um, Fiona Shaw's character is introduced and she's gutting a, a deer. And then someone... Uh, spooks her and she turns around and I think she, she calls the character Travis and then then we go back to uh, Navarro and Danvers are, are finally meeting and they're in their place and they're talking about a cold case and Danvers is giving Navarro crap because she's a state trooper she's not a part of the Alaskan police anymore um, and then you get the other cop who is the son of John Hawkes, the ex-chief of police. And then he he uh, is sort of trying to tell Danvers about the, sort of the, the research centre. And Danvers gets a call and she get, gets called away. She goes to a place where she's getting yelled at by, looks like a, another mum. And then there's a girl in her car and it turns out that they're making a sex video, uh, the two girls. And so Danvers is yelling at uh, this girl to say, you know, all these things can happen. And while that's happened, they get into a car accident where someone nearly sideswipes and then runs into a pole. And then you see Danvers as a sort of a cop at that stage. And you see that she's well indoctrinated in the town because she's not like a local. She seems to be from uh, Minnesota because she's wearing a Vikings top. And... She at that time she gets a, a flashback, and you don't you only see sort of a glimpse of that flashback. Um, fast forward, you go back to uh, the young cop who is John Hawkes' son, and Danvers is calling him, and she, he's sort of sleeping with the his sort of partner who's got a kid. The the kid's drawn a picture of this blue person. Turns out it's like a mythical story that the grandmother tells the kid. <clears throat> and Danvers uh, gets the young uh, cop to go to his father's house and get files that the father's taken uh, from the cold case. And Navarro is really hitting home that this cold case is still important, and that was her last case before she went to the state troopers. Uh, Danvers then explains to the young cop about the cold case and how Navarro was sort of triggered by this case as it was a young woman who was protesting a, a mine and she was stabbed 32 times and Navarro was the one that found her in a shipping container. Navarro at this stage, as while Dampers is explaining this cold case, is at the husband of... 
the uh, lady that got stabbed 32 times. And he was saying that they were having a, a tough year because he worked in the mines and she was dead against it and she was protesting the mines. So you've got that sort of... So you've got the researchers there missing. You've got this cold case. You've got sort of underlying tensions between the cops. You've got underlying tensions between Navarro. So this is what this episode's all about setting up. Interspersed with this is Fiona Shaw's character still walking towards something we don't know. She's just following this Travis guy who is not wearing any, like, warm clothes. And this is in Alaska. It's at night, uh, which is cold snowing arctic temperatures so you go oh that's weird and then you go back to uh danvers and she having run-ins with john hawks she's having run-ins with navarro she goes back to her house puts all the photos from the cold case she sees a photo on the cold case from a, a jacket that the cold case had. She puts all the photos of the research center, and then one of the men that worked in the research center has the exactly the same jacket as the cold case. So you see the first link between the two cases. Now, this episode, it's got the sort of the hallmarks of a true detective. It's got the mystery. It's got a death. It's got a detective at the center of it, which is Jodie Foster's character. But it's gone back to the first season where you've got two detectives working together. You also have sort of like mystic forces. So there was like sort of mystic forces in the first True Detective. And so they've gone back to form here. So Navarro is driving uh, through the town after she the person that she arrested at the start for domestic violence, she sees him out and about. She pours, like, bailers in his tank. So she's sort of like a a loose cannon. She was ex-military. And there's a scene where she's sort of sleeping with this guy and she sort of sees, like, a spirit of a flashback of her time in the military and the guy's got half his face, like... um, blown off and she's talking to this guy so that was a flashback at the same time so the, all these things are happening so you you seen that mystic sort of sort of like showing that there's more to this story so she's driving and then suddenly she stops the car and it's a polar bear and the polar bear's got no eye so it's the last time you see Navarro you go back to Fiona Shaw's character this guy so Travis is doing sort of this like native dance and just artistic sort of interpretation and then is pointing to this thing. He goes back to Danvers. She's going to the research center. She's trying to follow up this one sort of uh, jacket. And then she says, she sees someone and it's Navarro. So they're sort of having it out. And then you find out that Danvers, when she got to town, she had nothing to do with the cold case. It was John Hawkes was sort of the chief of police at the time. And Navarro, she had to convince to transfer to state troopers because she was ruffling the wrong feathers. So it's sort of like a, a undercurrent of <coughs> corruption. And there's an undercurrent of what did John Hawkes do to lose his job? Uh, 
you've got the undercurrent of what Jodie Foster's character is about where something happened, like a, a crash happened and she's looking after this child that's not hers and it's either like a, a niece or it's a stepchild. It's got the same last name as her in uh, IMDb, so it could be a stepchild or it could be a niece. And then you, uh, Danvers gets a call. Fiona Shaw has found three bodies and the three bodies have got a sharp look on their face of wow like they're they're obscene a a ghost basically and they're all frostbitten and that's the end of the first episode so we've got like a lot to unpack there i like the start like you i like there's so many different ways this can go it can go down the spirit line it can go down the corrupt minds where it goes back to the cold case, or it could go back to the cops. Uh, you, you can see the if Navarro and Danvers hang out in this, you could see that they've got good chemistry. They really tick each other off, and you could see the the banter between those two. Uh, I actually, I actually am there for it. I think that's what makes the first True Detective so good between the banter between Woody House and. Matthew McConaughey. This one, it's no flashbacks. This is, it's going, you're seeing the story at the time and the flashbacks are things that have happened in the past to Danvers and Amara and to other people in the town. So, yeah, like it does give the thing vibes where you've got the Alaskan, you've got the cold, you've got the research centre. Uh, it does give vibes of True Detective Season 1. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm there for it. I... I like where it's going, and uh, I'm looking forward to episode two. Uh, let's talk about Jack Reacher, a season finale of season two. Where we left off last week, it was the Jack Reacher team was uh, getting caught by Robert Patrick, the big bad of season two, and Reacher's got handcuffed you can see that they're going to get thrown out of the helicopter just like all the others reaches there and he starts taking people down with his both his hands behind his back. So this is just goes back to great Reacher. Neely's in, in the um, outside. She's got like a sniper rifle and she's like counting how many people are outside. So she's taking down sort of people. She's also called the connection that um, Reacher has, uh, the congressman. Well, it might be a senator. I think it's a senator. So she's getting a sort of like a team to come and help them. But Reach is just taking names and else. like, and then finally Reach gets put down again. And then so he's getting, he's in a chair this time. And then Rob Patrick is like saying that, you know, if you don't give me the information that I need, I'm going to kill. He's offsider. He shoots him in the leg. And then he tells the guy to take the bullet out because he doesn't want any evidence when they throw them off the helicopter. Robert Patrick uh, sort of turns his back and then Reacher breaks through from the chair and nearly comes in and starts shooting people. Reacher's shooting people and they're just taking people down. The two other two are getting moved into a helicopter with Robert Patrick. Reacher chases them out of the, the, the hangar and then hangs onto the helicopter. 
And then you get one of the best scenes of Reacher Season 2. Reacher's getting into the helicopter. The other two are getting thrown out of the helicopter. Reacher's grabbing them, throwing them back in. He's fighting two guys. Robert Patrick is fighting the offsider. He's there trying to push the other people out of the helicopter at the same time. Reacher's grabbing them. Uh, it is just an amazing sort of set of events. And then, you know... Look, I'm going to give spoilers when it comes to this because if you're watching these episodes, you've probably watched them already. It's not like the movie uh, reviews that we do. But spoiler, you got Reach just throwing people out of helicopters, just doesn't care anymore. Um, that made, They killed his friends. He orders the pilot to land at where the drop-off was for the missile. So you've got the missile and then he's waiting for the buyer to come and the buyer turns out to be the guy that's going around killing people, this assassin dude. And Reacher puts him down and then he tells the helicopter guy and sort of the the doctor that was going to authenticate the missiles to get into the helicopter. Nearly pulls out a missile and the helicopter's going away and then shoots him down. The black for the black ops team that uh, the senator uh, got, they seem quite uh, dodgy. And Reacher realised this and ordered some more cops to come. And uh, they were working for the senator who was absolutely corrupt. And then Homeland Security comes and takes those three away and takes the senator down. So that's a sort of like a loose, you know, recap of the the last episode. Reacher ends up, uh, there's all these bearer bonds. The Homeland Security goes, where are the bearer bonds? And Reacher goes, oh, I don't know where they are. And so Reacher's gone and used those bearer bonds and, and paid for everyone sort of. He ran in to the cop that got killed, to their friends of Reacher that got killed at the start of the season. Everyone that helped Reacher out, he looked after. He gave one of them uh, college tuition for his kids. He gave Neely, her dad, been looked after. He gave his sort of love interest in this episode a new business. And then Reacher bought himself a bus ticket, and that's how it ends. Like, the last episode showed great Reacher form, where it's just Reacher just, just using his absolute mountain monster strength and just killing people it's just uh amazing jack reacher and that's what you're there for and like this, this show's been criticized because it's like it gives like dad vibes it's like the jack ryan it's the mission possible sort of thing like that you know and i'm of the age of that person that sort of likes that stuff and i like it when he's sort of he's the loner and he's just doing superhuman stuff. And so it was right up my alley. And the rest of the season probably wasn't up my alley. And sort of some people did like that this year. That they're seeing how Reacher came about. But I thought it came back to form. And him on a bus going to places. He sort of looked after everyone. He sort of closed the door. And the only person he sort of like he's going to have contact with is Neely. And Neely said, you've got to contact me more than just when you need help. And so it seems like he's on a bus, he's got a bus ticket, and now he looks like he's a, a lot happier now. So that is the end of Jack Reacher. I, I really hope they do go down this track 
of taking, you know, going to town and town and finding out, you know, crooks and then just taking him down, you know. There's so many books like that. There's so many Jack Reacher books. I think it's like 20, over 20 books. So hopefully that they play into that a lot more in season three. Be interesting to see what story they do pick up on because they skipped 11 books in this in this season. So it'd be interesting to see what um, book they do next because we're getting season three probably at the end of this year on Amazon as well. So that's the end of our show today. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. So next week on next week's show, we will have True Detective Episode 2 of Season 4. That will be good. And we're also looking forward to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon. And we're also looking forward to Curb Your Enthusiasm in the final season. So we'll be reviewing those as they pop episodes up as well on we interrupt regular programming. The great Hannah Mitchell will be back tomorrow for the Goodfellas podcast, the AFI movie number 92. Until then, thanks everyone for watching and listening, and it's bye for now. Bye.